everybody, welcome to Calling the Dogs with Chancey and She, a podcast that is dedicated to the only college football team that really matters out there, uh, the University of Georgia. Uh, I'm your host, Patrick Chancey, and I'm joined, as always, by my beloved co-host, Cole Briner. Just say hello to the people, Chi. Hey, guys, it's Chi. Um, my name is Cole Briner. I'm excited to be here. So, let's just be real. Um, so, if you've heard this by now um you've you've come to the realization that uh you've got two guys that do nothing but talk about the georgia bulldogs and everything uh, and think 24 7 yeah it's actually a problem that we have <laughs> that we can't be productive and uh productive members of society because we care too much about the university of georgia and um these uh, 18 to 22 year old men playing this beautiful game um, and that we've grown up watching for so long and so uh, we're just happy to be here uh, it's just it's been a long it's, we've talked about this for way too long yeah yeah I mean uh, this is just going to be our medium to uh, have a conversation and talk about the dogs uh, because uh, what are we a month and a few days out uh, at this point and we just need something to pour our thoughts into <laughs> And, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to be setting ready for, uh, what is it, sep- is it September 1st? Is that the first day? I feel bad for not knowing the exact date. Well, it's, uh, uh, well, yeah, against, yes, against September the, 1st. Against the great Austin P. Uh, so we, uh, we were talking about this, and we realized that we're going to do this anyway. So yep. might as well just go ahead and record this bad boy and, uh, and uh, just have some fun with it. Um, so all the things you hear are a uh, very amateur analysis and just people who <laughs> we just, yeah. we just, we may say some very outrageous things, <laughs> but yeah. And, 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 and regardless of, you know, how valuable you think our input is, we are not paid to do this. We're, we're not a part of any publication. We're just here for the people. This is, it's a fan podcast and this, that's what it is. We just are two guys that can't stop talking about the dogs. And so therefore let's put it in. It, on the airwaves and that's what we're doing amen amen so uh i, I think the uh the best place to start um will just to be we kind of we kind of have spoken why we're doing this but i think we just kind of have to go back and just uh just give a little a little history as to why i think we're dog dog people i mean i think we just need to kind of it's just been in our blood it's just been yeah. uh, we're multi-generation people uh dog people um, Both alumni. Uh, Patrick, Patrick was a dog longer than I was uh, because he uh, he decided to go to school for what seven years? Is that right? Six six years? Yeah, yeah finished up seven. Started twenty ten, finished twenty seventeen. So uh, yeah, I just did the undergrad deal. <laughs> Uh, both both alumnus uh, and we both uh, you know you know hold degrees we're pretty pretty proud of that um, and but regardless of even if we went to University of Georgia which if that didn't happen I I'd probably pull pull all my hair out I don't know what I would have done um, but regardless of if we did um, you know we've grown up following the Georgia Bulldogs since we could watch a TV which you know happened pretty young um, but. I think your your both your parents went to the University of Georgia, right? Both my parents, and then uh, both of my my grand my dad's parents also went to Georgia, and my mom's uh, my mom's dad they traveled to every game. Um, so I mean, it's just been kind of something that my my whole family's done. I mean, the first family things I can remember were us going to the University of Georgia, uh, going to football games. Um, my even I 
even take my claim to fame as my mother went to a Georgia Florida game while she was pregnant with me. So I've been going to games since before I was born. Um, so I will always, always carry that. Um, but yeah, so, uh, the, the family's always done it and you've, you've got all, all the brothers and yeah, everybody, my, the whole crew. Yeah. Dad, dad went back. He, he always talks about, I think the first Georgia football game, the big one, the first big one that he went to was in, what was it? eighty two actually because it was on new year's eve whenever we played pittsburgh um in 82 and uh dan marino was the quarterback so he went to that sugar bowl and was able to see dan marino you know i think he threw like a last second hail mary then they scored a touchdown on a running play something stupid like that uh otherwise we would have beat penn state the next year and would have had three national titles in a row uh but you know that's neither here nor there and then of course both of my older brothers went to the university of georgia and uh so we're three proud sons of uh uga alumni and also alumni ourselves so uh needless to say we, we've kind of grown up around it and love it um but uh but today just kind of want to get into it a little bit just talk about what's going on right now and uh get a little get a little reminiscent after uh, a pretty incredible pretty incredible season um we were talking about this <laughs> We really, we really screwed the pooch because uh, we were talking about this before last season. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we might have missed the most magical season uh, ever. But uh, here's to the the, era, the Kirby era, and that uh, this yeah. lasts a long, this lasts a long, long time. And and what we're gonna try to do in this podcast is, you know, and the reason that you know we should have started last year is we could have been following along and giving you know our in depth analysis before the games and uh, post game as well. But, uh, you know, what we're going to try to do is at least try to give you a couple podcasts before the season starts. Let's, uh, today we got something special to honor a couple of damn good dogs. Um, and then uh, we'll probably try to do a season preview. And then during the season, we'll, we'll probably try to do – I mean, we're too busy, man. He's a pharmacist. I'm a real estate agent, so he's more busy than I am. But uh, we are going to try to uh, give you a uh, – pre-game analysis on Thursdays and then Sundays record something that's post-game and be able to reflect on all of that and what happened uh, and some of the biggest plays of the game. And, of course, we're going to be celebrating a bunch of W's, so we'll probably be drinking bourbon, you know, do, doing things that, that men do uh, post-game. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, all right, let's kind of take a look and see what we got going on. So, so Chief, just kind of uh, – What's your take on where we're at right now? Um, just kind of where we've where we've been and, and oh how far we've come. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about today before we started. Just do, do you remember our freshman year? It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. It was so bad. I, I I yeah I reflect on that sometimes and and what I like to do is go back and look at the rosters from you know the two I mean well 2008 was a good team uh, on paper they just didn't you know they just didn't finish the drill and then 2009 was pretty bad still won what nine games eight or nine games and then 2010 uh, we we saw the first losing season since what the mid 90s is that correct yeah, I think it was. Um, let's we can go back and take a peek. But yeah, it was just. Uh, I mean, even with with the, the years that I mean, just kind of as we were growing up and just having those spurts, like you said, in '07 and, and like the '04 team, and 
um, just seeing some really good stuff. And then our freshman year to coming in and just losing to UCF uh, in the postseason. <laughs> that was the most miserable game I've ever witnessed in my life. I, thank gosh I was not there. Um, otherwise, I probably would have killed uh, someone or, like, you know, had a small kid hear some terrible things come out of my mouth. Um, but I uh, – I mean, I know we had, like – we still had Aaron Murray. Justin Houston was on the team that year. Mm-hmm. A.J. Green was on the team that year. Like, we, we had some dogs, like some, like, all-timers, guys that, like – well, I guess Justin Houston was really good in college, but he became who he is in the NFL. But – Still, some guys that like you got you're gonna lean on. We just did not have the leadership, and evidently did not have a you know very good coaching staff like around around Rick and like you know be able to. I mean, Bobo was still there. I mean, Bobo was Bobo was making you know these play calls that like everybody was questioning, and then two years later he's you know averaging 43 points a game, something dumb. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's it's fun to go back and look. Uh, because there's guys that were on those teams that I think now would not even sniff this team. And we're on a different level in terms of recruiting that we've never seen before. I followed recruiting a lot relentlessly, like 2015, 2016, you know, whenever um, Kirby was starting to take helm and then, you know, we were trying to get Eason and then all of a sudden we started getting pulling in these five stars. We get the Meekles, you know, those guys, these athletes that we've never seen before. And then the best part is we finally started to get these offensive linemen that are elite and big hogs. So all that is to say, you know, I followed the recruitment a lot last year, but this year I, I haven't followed it as much because I'm just so confident that Kirby's going to get whoever the hell he wants. And <laughs> well, that's just, that's just a fact. Well, and, and it's just like, I, I remember as we were like, cause I always tried to justify that the whole concept of you can't build a fence around Georgia, that there's just too much talent in the state that you just can't, like, it's just not possible. Like, like Rick, I, watch him, watch him do it. <laughs> and then you just see in like, like as we went through college and you just, you knew, you were, we were just losing these guys. We were losing these huge names left and right. I mean, we were, we were still getting some names, but obviously, I mean, we were getting some, we were getting the, getting the talent. But then, you, Kirby has two years, and, and and there's just, not only do you have a fence, but you're these people are trying to hop the fence to come in. Like it's just, <laughs> like it's just, it's unbelievable. And they're coming from Florida. They're coming from Texas. I mean, we're we're turning away guys that we would have gladly <laughs> invited in. Please become part of my team. I would love it. Uh, I mean, and and like not only if you're coming, if you're pulling guys from Florida, I mean, you're battling three major state talents. I mean, the guys we pulled four guys out of Miami or the surrounding area this year. One of them being five star Tyson Campbell. I, that's unheard of and guys just want to come they know and james cook uh, i think he's i believe he's from the miami area he like he was asked the other day why like why he wants to come to the university of georgia and he's like you know you know because like they're gonna put me in the league and that's what people used to say about alabama and now they're saying about georgia and so i'm happy about that i am happy about that well i mean you and, and like and you look at especially for him for you look at right now what we just what we've done over the last three years and putting up Todd 
Nick and Sony into the draft, and That's like, that. I mean, it's just like it's. I'm. Mean, how do you not want to come here? I mean, we we joke. We, well, we don't really joke, but I mean, but running back, you. I mean, it's it's real. Like, I mean, it's yeah. It. I mean, then look, what we, and then we look at what we have coming, <laughs> or what we have now. I mean, like, don't even look at our recruits that we we've got uh, Zeus and and James coming in, but we've got we've got DeAndre Swift. Holyfield and and Harrion is Harrion would be a pretty good running back at most places and I mean like, absolutely and he's our yeah. he's our third string and he's he's put up decent numbers while he's been here and he, like he hasn't had to play that much because they just because look who he was behind it, it, well you know it's sad because you know we think well I don't know about you or you know the general public but in my in my opinion Harrion's getting set to be buried on the depth chart. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for a big year out of Elijah. I think he's going to be do big things. He's working real hard. He's got a burst that I don't even know if DeAndre has like Elijah just shoots up through the hole. I, I think about that game, uh, the Florida game last year, whenever Elijah, I mean, of course it was, you know, mop up duty, but still like the guy burst through the line. I mean, you saw that speed running down the sidelines. I mean, you know, he shows promise to me and I'm expecting big things out of him. And I like Harrion, but Zamir's the dude. <laughs> that guy, he, you know, the way he's, I mean, I saw him kickboxing the other day or something. You know, he's, he's trained. He's going to have that knee ready. I think he will be ready to play the first game if, he, if they need him, but they're not going to need him. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, potentially South Carolina. Uh, we might be able to see Zamir, but you know, I'm 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 hopeful that he's going to be completely back. But I think they're going to be pretty conservative with them and how they use him. No, definitely. I mean, I mean, I think uh, it's just so thinking about that. Like, and this happened. This happened. I'm trying to think when it actually happened, but and we kind of talked about this. But the like you just kind of talked about the confidence around recruiting, and I've. I have my entire life. I have just been so well. Really, really, the last probably I guess three years or so, three or four years, just the pessimism runs through my veins. Like I've just, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like we we had no reason to be hopeful about anything. And, and, and oh. we we talked about the other day uh, how like uh, when I was up uh, in God's country with you that like it was after it was after that Tennessee game. Uh, the the Hail Mary the I guess in twenty twenty sixteen that when my dad talked to me on the phone and he says, Okay, you've you've seen enough torment in your life as a dog fan to now he's he told me he's like, Now you you get it. You yeah. you know what I've done my entire right. life and he was at right. that time he I think he had actually just turned fifty. So he's like he's like this it took fifty years and you've gotten to where I'm at in fifty years. Yeah, and, and we're it, and we're twenty six years old, so you know, we'll we'll make up for it. But uh but but then to now where last year, like even when we were up thirty like I guess it would have been uh thirty four or thirty five on Florida, thirty five to nothing and I'm like it's not over. Like <laughs> something could still happen. <laughs> and so now we're talking about like these recruits, like we have no concern with recruit. Like I had a buddy text me the other day. And he's like, man, we're eighth on the recruiting list. Like what's going on? I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like Kirby is just, Kirby is just sitting here. Like just, he's, he's asleep. 
<laughs> like all you, the recruiting done to this point, he has just been asleep, and now he's going to wake up, and it's all just going to everything's going to fall into place. I mean, let me let me tell you a quick story about the recruiting aspect and like how confident we are. Uh, I was talking to my brother uh, Austin. Shout out to Moose. Um, Moose was telling me that you know he was talking about how Dan Mullen they had like the live feed of their their war room whenever they got Emory Jones who at one point was a five star quarterback last year at a Heard County. Um, I you know he 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 may be pretty good pretty good player. I but he played in small ball so we'll see. But they were showing the war room and those guys were you know on pins and needles trying to figure out if this guy was going to become a Gator. And then all of a sudden, you know, he commits to Florida, blah, blah, blah. And they're just going crazy, like, holy cow, we got this guy big time, huge commit. You know, and the way we look, the <laughs> way I think about it is, you know, Kirby will be out on the practice field. They're doing, you know, freaking Oklahoma drills. And then somebody will come up to him and say, hey, uh, we just got uh, we just got Tresman Marshall, you know, the guy, the big athlete out of uh, <laughs> Homerville. Uh, I think Clinch County, is that right? I don't know. Anyway. And and Kirby would just be like, yeah, I know. Like he already he already knows. Like these guys, either they are silent commits or he's so confident that they're about to commit to him. I I completely believe that that Kirby just says, hey man, we need you uh, to commit on July 29th, uh, if that works for you. And then uh, you know just talk to your family, see if that works, and then go ahead and do it because we need some momentum going to the season. Like the guy's just a magician. He pulls. He pulls recruits out of a hat and just say, "Hey, we got him, we got him." Um, but no, he—he's—I mean, he's just so confident. He's—he's. He's, I, I heard somebody on the on the radio today uh, for SEC Media Days talk about how, you know, he whenever he was at Alabama, he was just he was like one of the big X factors, one of a X factor in their recruitment, and 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 in my opinion, he was. The X Factor. Kirby Smart. Jake Fromm was going to go to Alabama because Kirby Smart, a defensive coordinator, was recruiting him. And then all of a sudden, Kirby says, hey, brother, uh, I've got the head coaching job at the University of Georgia. Jake Fromm immediately was like, yeah, I'll be there. Don't worry about it. So anyway, he's he's got it. He's got it under, I mean, under control. The guy is so good. I truly... I, I follow the rivals thing and I, you know, try to pull some information off there every now and then, but man, he's just got it. He's going to get whoever he wants to. No, it's, 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 it's pretty special. I mean, just to have, I, I've never, like I said, just the confidence. We just have never had this going into, I mean, even like, like even as it was happening last year, it's just kind of unbelievable. Like, I mean, you don't believe in the, the five star hype, but you just look at the highlights of these kids and the oh, things yeah. and the things that they can do, and it is just, <laughs> it's just kind of, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around. And I think a lot of that just, I, I mean, I don't know what he's, I don't, I don't know the magic that he he talks about, but but I, he just understands the the families, and, and I think it's that South Georgia coming out in him that uh, he knows how to he knows how to work he knows how to work Mama. Uh, That's and, right. And talk, That's and right. Talk the talk, but um. For those of you who don't know, Patrick Chancy is from Valdosta, Georgia. So if there's if there's a little bit of a uh, southern twang that you can hear from him, that's why hopefully you hear it from both of us. But 
I'm from the middle of the state, Milledgeville, but uh, you know this guy's got Southern Georgia blood, South Georgia blood, well, running through him. You know, me and me and Kirby, we're we're about the same uh, latitude, so uh, I'll just I'll just go ahead and. Uh, yeah, you're best friends. Right, right, best right, friends. right, 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 right. Yeah, just, he's, he, just go ahead. And say he, it. he loves he loves me like a brother, and I love him like a father. <laughs> <laughs> And, so, that's, and that's and that's we're done that's, that's the podcast it. that's talking dogs uh but we're not done not yet <laughs> uh not yet um uh, so we just you know we kind of ran through a little bit of a uh rundown of how we feel about the program and you know heading into 2018 uh with kirby um what we're going to do today is kind of reflect a little bit back over the past four years um and just kind of reflect on on a couple damn good dogs, uh, Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb. Uh, two guys that coming in, uh, I was always a big Gurley fan, still am. I love Gert, Ty Gurley. He's probably my – him and Roquan truly are my two favorite dogs of all time. Uh, I I was not, you know, alive in the 80s or, you know, potentially even heard of or thought of. Uh, so, uh, you know, Herschel, I love him. I always will, but – these guys, Todd Gurley, uh, Todd Gurley and Nick Chubb were, and Roquan Smith were there while I was in college. Um, but so two guys that, you know, coming in, I was thinking, you know, I mean, you probably thought the same thing. Were you, I mean, were you thinking like, look, we got Gurley, Gurley and Keith Marshall reincarnate here. I mean, what, what, when coming in, who are you more pumped about? I mean, and I think and it's almost like the same thing happened when, when Marshall and Todd came on the scene, everybody was big on Marshall. Um, and Marshall got a lot of the talk, and, and it ended up being kind of Todd who, who shined, um, who kind of got that starting position and uh, kind of literally ran with it. I'm sorry for that. Uh, but he uh, – but but Tony – Sony and Chubb, like um, – Sony I feel like had a little more hype um, coming in just because a little more flashy. Um, but but Chubb kind of took over the reins. But I, I think I think really after that first game, um, I mean that his first play. I mean his first play defined like who he was as a <laughs> who he was going to be as a runner at the University of Georgia, and uh, and when he got his helmet just yanked right off his head <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and it did not phase him a bit the only thing that stopped him from running was the refs like <laughs> the guy the guy's a machine and you know just thinking and reflecting on the fact that he tore his pcl and i believe he tore his meniscus as well he tore and everything then, but his acl yeah yeah that's right that's right and so he basically tore his entire knee minus the mcl or minus the ACL, and came back and played the next year. Uh, I th- I believe I remember doctors saying that that was unheard of, that it's never been done. I don't know about the science. You probably know more about the you know anatomy and all that stuff than I do. But um, you know, never been done. That guy's just he's a workhorse. He always has been. And you know, the thing is, you know, we're going to talk about these guys tonight. But like, they're damn good dogs on the field and off the field. I mean, when did when did you ever hear about Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle doing anything stupid off the field? Never. No, no. I mean, it just it never happened. And, and the thing was, it was never a concern. Like, I think that's where a lot of, a lot of the, 
you, you some people like some of these players you, you're kind of concerned like you feel like at any moment something could happen and with Nick and Sony I never I, I knew it would never be a problem like I just never right. that was never even that was never even a thought and, and then I think too I, I think the long-term impact that they're gonna have by choosing to stay as seniors like choosing to go back come back for that fourth year and I think right. that's I still don't think we understand the ramifications of that. Um, obviously, it got us to like in the short term. I mean, say we're gonna say in the short term, but it got us an <laughs> SEC championship, and it got us a Rose Bowl win, and it got us to the national championship. And in overtime, we were one play away from winning it all. I mean, and it was a lot of that was because those two guys stayed, and uh, when they didn't have to. And I think it's gonna give us the foundation, the, the things that they did over their four years. Has laid a foundation that um, that that we're gonna that we're gonna see for a long time. I mean, we're giving Kirby a lot of props here, but I think those two guys just saying that we're gonna do this and we're gonna do it together. Like I don't think that has been seen before in the way that it happened. I mean, some whoever wants to tell yeah. me otherwise, go ahead. But the way they did it and the way they did it together, uh, as close as they were, I mean, I just don't think we, we've got anything close to it. Well, I, I, we've never seen so i mean correct me if i'm wrong but uh what was the two there was the the two smu running backs uh one of them was like a commentator for a little while they had the like all-purpose yardage record for a long time i did did chubb and sony break that i i don't know but the only thing that that matters out of what you just said is there, there's three letters at SMU and it just they just don't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Hey, hey, look, we are unashamed. We are as biased as it gets. If you're listening to this podcast, which is probably including just you and our parents, then just know that we're dogs and we don't care about these other teams we may cover a little bit of the sec we'll give you a little bit of insight about what we think about how terrible florida is going to be this year oh my God, but I'm so excited <laughs> we <laughs> we are unashamed that we are as biased as we are and uh we're yeah we're just simply not going to apologize for it um and we're, we're dogs through and through uh never ever going to cheer for georgia tech i don't care who they're playing uh, you know, just things like that. That's that's even an old school rivalry that people don't ever think about. But let's uh, I tell you what, let's uh, you know, we're talking about Chubb and Sony and what we wanted to do tonight. It's kind of ded- dedicate this first podcast, this inaugural Talking Dogs podcast episode Uno, um, to those damn good dogs. I mean, they they epitomize what we look for in guys that you know, are going to come in and work hard and put in, put in the time to, to make not only themselves better, but also lead the guys around them and make them better. Um, and I obviously, you know, think they did that. But, you know, the funniest thing is they also did that while becoming best friends. They're, they became best friends throughout this entire thing. If you follow them, Sony, I don't think Chubb posts anything on Instagram. But if you follow Sony on Instagram, he's constantly, you know, you know, messing with chubb following up with chubb and like you know he's they're boys they're boys and they always have been and it's well you know since they got to university of georgia of course but let's uh let's go ahead and get into this thing and uh i'll let you start if you uh you know take your pick we've we've got we've kind of compiled a list of some of our favorite moments um from chubb or sony or both of them together 
And we're going to kind of run through it and just kind of relive some of that legacy that they left. Well, I mean, I think you kind of have to start with that game. Just kind of mentioned uh, the very first one uh, against Clemson uh, at home where we just we just beat the crap out of them. I mean, it, it was, was just awesome. <laughs> it was so good. I mean, that was a Todd. That was a Todd. Uh, it was the Todd show for sure. But um, but Chubb definitely uh, he 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 showed himself that night. I mean the the guy like I said first first play of his career he's running down the sideline. Clemson guy comes over the top of him and just yanks his helmet clean off, and he literally just kind of does a high step to kind of get just to kind of adjust to it, and then just keeps barreling down the sideline. Um, I, I mean it was just. I remember where we were sitting. I mean, I, we were sitting in our usual section, about probably three ten or so, and just looking three, down. Three hundred nine, three ten. Yeah. And so we yeah. were in that area, and we were looking and watching this game, and, and we didn't realize what was what we were getting. And, and he just had, he had quite a few runs that game. Um, that he he ran a, a lot that game. I mean, it was surprising. Yeah, yeah. He um, let's see. He ran for that first game. He actually ran for 70 yards on four attempts. He averaged 17.5 <laughs> yards of carry. I, uh, the guy, I remember thinking before they get that game, uh, you know, of course, I was like, man, Chubb's going to come in like well, probably fourth quarter when we're kicking their tail, like, you know, 10 or like eight minutes left, something like that. And my, might get a few snaps. No, man, they put that guy in. They, both him and Sony. Like they created packages around them, and that exactly what you're saying. That run against uh, that run, his first run where he got the helmet ripped off was awesome. But I also always remember that run that was down the sideline that was heading to the uh, south uh, southeast corner of the that end zone. And whenever he, you know, he gets gets the edge, all of a sudden some guys tries to uh, tackle him, and they're thinking, hey, this is some freshman. I'm gonna mop up on him. No. I don't think so. You don't realize this guy's like 220 pounds. He, he'll run your ass over. Um, he gets like slightly tackled. Somebody steps on his cleat. He loses the cleat and then still runs like, you know, his four or five forty into the end zone. And uh, I always remember it because he's, he, he doesn't celebrate. Nick Chubb doesn't do that. He's not that kind of guy. Um, uh, and neither is Sony. Sony does the, you know, the happy hands, but, he goes in the end zone and he slips and falls. He's not trying to celebrate. He slips and falls because he doesn't have a damn cleat on. And and David Andrews is over there like, let's go, brother, let's go. <laughs> and uh, and he like he sees him fall and I think he thinks that he's trying to do a, a dog pile and he jumps on top of you know David <laughs> David Andrews like three hundred pounds. Like good goodness gracious, man! We don't need that. Don't hurt the fellow on his on his uh, first touchdown. Of the, I mean, that was his first t- touchdown in his career, I believe. It was. It was. That was yeah. it. And it. I mean, it was. It, it was a special game. And obviously, like I said, Todd stole the show. But uh, Chubb let everybody know that uh, this was going to be his next four years, and um, it was. It was pretty pretty cool to watch. Let me. Uh, let's see. So let's 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 keep in the the 2014 year. Um, so. Let's let's fast forward a little bit. So, Todd, as we all know, he, you know, I, I, I'm not against a player trying to make a little money on himself. I've I've always, like, man, if the guy can sign something and sell it and like make some money off of it, I'm all for that. I'm not all for paying players because I think that's ridiculous. Because 
There's all these other sports, and we're not going to get into all this, but there's all these other sports that don't actually make money, and the football team evidently does. Um, but, you know, if a guy can make money by himself, I'm all for that. But, you know, Todd did what he did, and he had to serve the four-game suspension. Um, and, you know, uh, enter Nicholas Chubb. Missouri game, let me paint the picture for you. I'm not there, unfortunately. I went to the first Missouri game in 2012 at Missouri. But 2014, um, I'm sitting in a some sort of bar restaurant in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. I think it's Mountain Weekend, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. Um, and we're playing Missouri, and I'm thinking, you know, Gurley's out. This is the first game he's out. Like, let's, let's see, you know, what are we going to be able to do here? Uh, Nick Chubb carried the ball 38 times. <laughs> and that's Herschel numbers. That's Herschel numbers. <laughs> I mean, and as a freshman, and really, like, nothing else was going on offense. Because, I mean, he he ended up I mean, with 143 yards and a touchdown. But, like, he – and then he had the 31 reception yards. So, I mean, like, he was our offense. I mean, he was – like, we couldn't get anything else going, and he was everything that day. And I just remember getting to halftime and just being like, oh, my God, we were going to run this kid to death. Like, he's <laughs> going to die on the field. <laughs> hey, you know, in the, her words words of Herschel Walker, the ball ain't heavy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that game, you just knew it. and I mean, it was kind of followed up the next week against yeah. Arkansas. But, I mean – it was, you just knew it was chub, it was chubby time. I mean, because we yeah. were we we were gonna run it, and the man was playing. I mean, he was he was doing well. He was doing well. Well, I remember. So, I mean, just real quick on that same game, I remember whenever I knew that Nick Chubb was gonna be special. He has this one uh, kind of stretch play. No, not a stretch, but he, he he took a handoff. It goes around the end. And he's trying to, you know, he's thinking he's going to try to cut it out. Well, the uh, receiver had actually carried the defender out, and he was blocking him. He had, he had him locked up. So Chubb's trying to bounce this thing out. And then he cuts in, and, like, I swear to goodness, I knew at this moment he was going to be great. He's, like, floating. He cuts in and then cuts out without losing any of his speed. And, it, you know, he goes for, like, a, you know, 15- or 20-yard run. I mean, it was a great run, but it wasn't anything special. But I knew in that moment. This guy has some skill. Um, but, I mean, Nick Chubb, you know, of, of course he went on to have an incredible year in 2014. What was his 1,500-plus uh, yards rushing? Uh, the guy the guy's just magical. He carried the team that year. It wasn't a great team, but, you know, we did what we could. Well, and I think he kind of ended off that season with the uh, with the Belk Bowl, and uh, we both got to uh... – both got to go to the uh, to 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 the sacred yeah. to the sacred belt bowl, <laughs> and uh, oh. and what what a special time! But uh, I, I think we were uh, just excited that year to just kind of be in a bowl game after all the things that had uh, that had happened. Um, but uh, it was a it was a rough year. Oh, well, I almost I skipped over Auburn. I, well, I can't skip over Auburn uh, that year, so I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to backtrack and go back to Auburn. Um, that's that's fine. You do what you need to do. Because I'm sorry, because that game was that was that that scene was electric. I mean, Todd was coming back, like it, it was after the suspension, and we didn't know if he was going to come back or not, and he came back with a freaking vengeance. And obviously, we know what happened to him, but 
Nick still kind of – I just remember us having those pack – the pack the, – the one touchdown that uh, Todd was on uh, was – there was a – it was a package with both of them. And, uh, and it was just – it was just kind of a quick little – I think Todd, Todd went out to the – uh, yeah, he ran out to the flats. He went in the flats, and then he and then we just kind of had the, the the quick toss to Chubb in the middle, and and, and Chubb yeah. just kind of turns around and just runs straight. Like he just he just worked his magic, and, and it was just if I could only have had a couple more years of Todd and, and Chubb. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the funny thing is, you know, coming into that game, I believe, yeah. So Auburn was actually ranked in the top ten; they were number nine. And I remember thinking, especially off that previous year, you know, the the Nick Marshall, what do they call it, the Jordan Hare prayer or some crap like that. Like, you know, he throws it up and it bounces off Josh Harvey Clemens and, you know, Trey, what's his name? The other Trey, that guy. Trey his Matthews. hand, too. Yeah, Trey Matthews. Who cares? I mean, you know, it bounces off both of their hands and – falls into this receiver's hands and we're like that's heartbreak i mean aaron murray you know aaron murray poured his heart into that game and then this pre this next year i'm thinking man you know they're ranked in the top 10 they're gonna give us a good run for our money oh you know we'll just beat them 34 to 7 no big deal <laughs> on, on the back of nature there was a lot of you're right though there was a lot of electricity in the air it was it was awesome i mean the atmosphere was great for that game but um, then getting back to the Belk Bowl, I'm sorry for me jumping, kind of jumping the gun. No, you're good. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're good. Uh, the, the Belk Bowl was just an. Uh, it, I mean, we were kind of joking about it being like I said, the sacred Belk Bowl, and, and uh, having a lot of fun with that. And we're like, who knows? And you had the whole Todd Grantham like dynamic, and like, what are we gonna? How are we gonna do against? I mean, we everybody's like, how's he gonna do against this, a Sony Chubb uh, running back uh, team? And we just, I mean, it was, Chubb just he just beat the hell out of them. Like it was. Just, <laughs> I mean, well, it was you just know, a hobnail boot. Yeah, know, I mean, deal. it was just because that was the game that he that we were back in our end. We were back in the end zone, and it was just a. It was just a. I think it was just. I mean, it was just a handoff. Yeah, and, yeah and it was. It was, just, it was like a little dive. Play. Yeah, was, I know exactly what you're talking. Yeah, about. it was, just, and because it was in our end zone, because the, they were running away from us, because we were in that end zone right by the goalpost, yeah. and Chubb yeah. is just running off into the sunset. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was like nobody, nobody could tackle that game, uh, yeah, for Louisville, and it was just, it was fantastic. I mean, it was a fun game. I mean, we just really beat the hell out of them. We did, and I mean, and that was a uh, you know that was a great trip. That was the first bowl game that I went to uh, before going to the national championship. We don't talk about that right now. Um, but um, I also remember another play from that game from from Nicholas. Uh, also, uh, you know, side note: Sony Michelle had a kickoff return uh, in that game that was called back. Uh, I think it was some crap clipping call, whatever. Um, but there was a play from Nick Chubb in that game who, you know, let's, let's just go ahead and get this on the record. He also ran for 266 <laughs> yards that game. And I believe that was, did he eclipse Herschel's record or was it, was it a little under? He had I to break, he, I think, was it his, let's see. 
I can't remember which record it was, but he broke. He had to break. It was on that long run because they were like, can he do it? And then I remember the announcer, when I went back and watched it, was like, it was during that run that he broke. Yeah. He broke He broke the record. Um, yeah. And just, just nuts. Well, you know, so he had that long run, which was, like, amazing. Uh, but then he also had another run. I don't know if it was earlier or later in the in the game, but he also had another run where he, it's like a little stretch play to the right side. You know, shakes off like one little hand tackle, arm tackle, whatever, and then runs over two dudes. Like, another guy tries to take him and goes way too high. You can't tackle Nick Chubb above above the waist. And runs into the end zone. And I and to me, that epitomized, hey, this, this guy, this Nick Chubb, that's the way he runs. A lot of people don't realize this, and you can go back and check all this, but Todd Gurley... They they realize realize this about Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley had a mean stiff arm. Oh, yeah. The guy the guy would run people over. He'd outrun people, and then he'd also stiff arm them into oblivion. But Nick Chubb was either outrun or run over. The guy never threw his arm out. I, I you can go and it's something I just recently noticed, but you can go back and look at it. He very rarely actually threw a mean stiff arm. He'd throw it out every now and then, but he did not smack people in the face with it. But you know, let's we'll we'll see if he uh, kind of turns that on in the NFL. I hope he does. Could be the, could be the next level, next level. Let's, uh, let's see what we got here. So we went through the Missouri game and the Clemson, the Louisville Belt Bowl. Let's talk a little bit about Sony in 2015 here. I got a couple plays that I think were kind of defining for his career. And so you know, as we know in 2015. Uh, Unfortunately, that godforsaken field up in Knoxville had another victim of an, an, a knee injury, and Nick Chubb uh, on the first play from scrimmage tears tears his PCL, tears up his uh, his whole knee, and of course everybody after that was kind of running off that emotion. But you know, of course, we all know that he came back, so it's a great story. You know, he's he, I think he's doing as well as he can, and, and, like, he looks great. He's in great form. But from there on out, it was Sony's team in terms of running the football. And um, what he did, and, you know, this is actually earlier before Chubb actually got hurt, but um, there's two plays that kind of define his season to me. And one of them is in South Carolina game, and it's not even a running play. He's catching the the ball in the flats, kind of a little swing out play. And I think at this point we're already up by a couple of touchdowns. But Sony just tries to you know put the icing on the cake. And let's see, you know, it, it's it, actually yeah, it's twenty four to thirteen. It's a first and ten. Hudson, uh, excuse me, Grayson Lambert sling, swings it out to Sony, and Sony you know dodges one defender. And then goes in the end zone, and then he runs over the dude in the end zone. And that was awesome. I <laughs> just I, leveled him. <laughs> I mean, we ended up winning that game, what, 52 to 14? Is that right? Either I think way, you actually you sat behind me in that game, I believe. I'm trying to remember. Where I, I, yeah, yeah I, think, no, you're, I think you're right, because uh, I, I just remember – I remember on the Jumbotron they had – 
just just Sony just looking down at that guy, just like <laughs> just yeah. looking looking down on him, is like I own you, <laughs> and then turning around and walking away. I mean, just a just a powerful powerful moment. And that was another game that I think you know that was the uh, what was it the second game of the season that year. Uh, you know, as it should be, I think the South Carolina game should be the second or third game of the season. Yeah, so it was the third game of the season. Our first SEC game that year was actually Vanderbilt. But, yeah, we um, played South Carolina. Sony had that big play. And, you know, that to me was like, okay, Sony's actually got a little bit of power behind him. But then, you know, if you want to talk about that Tennessee run where he just juked out the entire uh, defense, then please go ahead. Well, I mean, it was just like, and that was, I mean, like I said, after the, after the, uh, the the Chubb moment. I mean, the Chubb just debacle when, and I had a scary moment. I was at a con. I'll kind of have to get back on the Chubb thing real quick. I had a scary moment where I was actually at a conference and I had fallen asleep between sessions, and I woke up to the game and then looking at my phone and seeing everything that happened there. Like Chubb is dead. Chubb, like everything's ruined. Oh, my, my life, my life is over. And I'm like, what happened? And I missed it. And uh, and then to see Sony uh, uh, just doing just do that against them um, was was phenomenal. I mean, so what happened there was Sony decided that he was going to juke out a guy in the backfield, and that's one thing. But he it was the it was the play where he just like jukes out the guy in the backfield and then runs, and then the guys like trying to trying to like mirror him a little bit jukes that guy out then carries another guy and he runs i think he runs for about 30 plus yards but it was one of those runs that sony it was almost like a vengeful thing like the guy just wanted to just make sure he punished tennessee for what they did to to his best buddy yeah i mean that whole that whole thing was just i hate that place i've actually never even been there but i hate that place with well, every fiber of who I am, as you, as you know, I went there for the uh, that game was actually yeah that game was in 2015. I went there um, in 2013, and that was whenever we had Justin Scott, Wesley, Michael Bennett, and Keith. Mm-hmm. Uh, all three, all three tear something in their knees, and I swore I would never go back, and that I, I hope that still you know, doesn't ever happen. And then, you know, the funny thing is I always hear that Knoxville is such a cool city and there's the, the river and the music scene and all that stuff. I, I don't, I don't really care. Uh, so, uh, let's see, let's, uh, let's move on a little bit. So we got, well, uh, I will, I will say this. We, we have been going on for over 45 minutes. So we may want to, uh, we may want to just jump to this, this beautiful year, this passion. Let's talk about Oklahoma. Let's talk about Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. I do want to say before we go there, and just that what these guys did to to Tennessee this year, Chubb having his revenge year in Knoxville. Um, not only did we have it, like they, we had two years in a row where just the, the pain, and and then to come back there and just do what we did to them. Um, both of them had a really good game. Um, 
and then what they did to Florida was just beautiful, just absolute. Sony had got three years of justice on uh, on Florida in one game, and it was yeah, uh, it was it was pretty special. Um, he yeah, he had that that play where Gary Danielson is being the terrible commentator that he is. No, sorry, he, he's color analyst, whatever you want to call him, and and he's talking about how. Sony hasn't ran for very much against Florida, and the next thing you know, he runs for a what seventy-five yard touchdown. <laughs> I don't like you know the guy. The guy has a, an immense talent. He's going to be awesome for the New England Patriots. I'm excited for to see how they use him. And I mean, yeah. and you know, of course, unfortunately, Chubb Chubb is going to the to the Cleveland Browns. And you know, we obviously everybody wishes him well. I want to get that jersey, but I don't want to get that jersey, just like everybody else. Right. Uh, so, well, anyway. Well, um, can, can I set the can I set the stage for for Oklahoma? Please. Um, I remember I, I had the the Lord blessed me with the opportunity to be able to to go and, and be at that place. And, Amen, brother. And um, I the hotel I was staying at was at the same hotel as a as a Chris Fowler and the whole kind of ESPN team. And I remember getting back after we kind of toured the day. We were kind of around. I was with my family. We kind of toured L.A. the day before, and we saw Chris Fowler um, when we were going back into the hotel, and he was headed – he was actually headed to the to the stadium or something, like something insane, and they were going to, like, start prepping and stuff like that. And it was like – 11:30, and I just I didn't really quite understand. Uh, Hell, if that was my job, I'd probably be there at like <laughs> five o'clock in the morning, you know. And, and, uh, Sorry, exactly. I've been here. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think they had to because they had to start game day around then. Um, but I remember him telling. I, we took a picture with him, and uh, and, and I just kind of asked him. I'm like, so, so like a kid at kid at Christmas. I was like, just so so what's it. So what's it like? <laughs> and uh, and he said, I know you've been to a lot of places as a Georgia fan, but you will have you have never experienced anything like this. Yeah. And by God, if that man was not right, and it was such a beautiful scene. The weather it was like seventy three. No, there was the sun produced no heat. I don't understand like what it was, <laughs> but like it was, it was just this nice. We went to the Rose Bowl parade beforehand, and I'm not a huge parade guy. Uh, just not a big, not into that. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's kind of boring. But the Rose Bowl parade, just it was incredible. It was phenomenal. I became a parade guy. Like I didn't know, yeah. <laughs> didn't know that yeah. was a thing, and uh, <laughs> and that was awesome. Um, but kid you not, and you could kind of tell during the game, but that game was even after like Notre Dame and all these things, I mean, it legitimately was 65-35-70-30 Georgia in that stadium. And okay. just the, the way, the, the, the scene and, and that stadium, the stadium is built terribly, like the seating is sucks, like, but the, the view of the, the view in the seats is great, but like the seats are terrible, like it's just a not great thing and there's no level it's, it's it's just an interesting stadium but i mean it was the most perfect thing i've ever been to in my entire life and i'll quit gushing over it but it was just it stopped because it makes my jealousy just uh you know boil over <laughs> at this point uh chancey was able to go to the rose bowl and did you you didn't go to notre dame though did you no i, I didn't get to go to notre dame yeah 
Neither one of us went to Notre Dame. Chancey was able to go to the Rose Bowl. I was able to go. We were both able to go to the SEC championship, though. Right. Um, and then I was also fortunate to go. Uh, at the time, thought I was fortunate to go to the national championship, uh, and it was, and it was definitely an expensive trip. But uh, you know, and if we had had, if it was a different outcome, then it would have been well worth the money. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was able to go to the national championship, and you know, it was a pretty fairly miserable experience for the majority of it. But you know, we had we had a good time with what we uh, could make of it. Um, but yeah, I wish to goodness if i if i could go back and do anything potentially in my entire life again i would pay as much money as it took to go to the rose bowl so infinitely jealous of that opportunity you had well and i think too the the way that just after that whole year and, and like we were just walking around la and it was just like i kid you not ever with within every five people we walked around in LA in Hollywood, like one out of five people was a dog. Like it was, we yeah. were, it was, I literally like the guy, like there was, we were with somebody from LA and they're like, I've been around for every Rose bowl from pretty much my entire life. And they said they'd never seen anything like it. And just yeah. the, the electricity yeah. right now around the program, I think was epitomized in that game. Like that game was, we had so many moments where we should have been the typical old Georgia and just screwed it up. And then yeah, like the Sony, like Sony, Sony and Chubb both had those incredible runs. I mean, I think you, I think you could see just how just over, just overpowering our offense was to, to their defense. I mean, I think we just kind of, we just out, like Sony and Chubb just outplayed them. I mean, you just look at their secondary because they were always in the secondary, and they had no answer for Sony and Nick. I mean, there well, was... the the weirdest thing is that I and, and I mean I can't think of another game last year besides Florida. Florida had a lot of long runs. Um, maybe Kentucky had a, had a couple. I remember Chubb going for for a, a long run in that game. I mean, but for the most part, like the these huge running plays of, you know, 60 or 50, 50 plus yards that we scored touchdowns on in this game that were kind of unheard of. And right. it was, it was almost like, you know, there was that one play where Sony um, is actually, you know, lined up on, on Fromm's right side. He taps him. Fromm sees it, you know, sees the opening. And this is later in the game. I think this may have been to, to go up to maybe down a touchdown, and and Fromm swaps him over. Sorry, Sony swaps himself over. Uh, Fromm knew what he was talking about, and Fromm just said, "Hey, take this ball and put it in the end zone." And, and Sony does the rest. But he saw. I mean, Sony Sony flew that game. I mean, he had four total touchdowns. I'll obviously, you know, let's. So I've always been the Nick Chubb has always been my my guy like you know he's not the flashy guy i actually remember more sony plays than i knew chubb but chubb is the grinder he's the guy that's gonna go in put his head down blah 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 it but sony sony's gonna give you a little bit more flash he's gonna be able to you know you know he's gonna be able to catch the ball out of the flats and and throw it down for you know put it down for 35 yards no big deal um but 
Sony has more plays that I can actually remember and be like, that was a monumental play in either that game or that season. And his runs against Oklahoma where he just basically was untouched, uh, he had two of those. I don't remember his other running touch. Oh, sorry. I do remember his other running touchdown. It was the last play of the game. But he also had that other uh, – he also had that receiving touchdown as well. That was, I think, our first touchdown in the game. It was the first one, but, yeah. I mean, but let's let's be real. The fact that Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle closed off that chapter in Georgia football by having two direct snap to them runs um, to 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 go. I mean, sorry, to tie the game and then to to win the ball game in overtime. Because you remember Chubb took it. What was it? Fifty five seconds left. Fifty seconds left. Mm-hmm. And Chubb took it, you know, to go around the inside. I mean, go go around the outside. Andrew Thomas on that play, by the way, he he was hyped. <laughs> Dude was pumped. But I mean, let, let's let's be real. I mean, what what were you feeling? You know, I know we're kind of running out of time here. We needed to wrap it up a little bit. But what's give me? I mean, Nick Chubb play was great. I mean, we had to have that to tie up the ball game and go in overtime. Give me what you're thinking on that last end-round play by Sonny Michel. Well, and I think uh, I, I think you have to go because um, I actually that was my corner. That was the corner of the end zone that I was in. Hey, you know, quit so, saying. You know, quit putting it in my face like it's not a big deal. You were the game. I get it. Is it would it be is it bad that I actually didn't see him cross the goal line? Because no, because you t- you told me about it the other day. Yeah, go ahead. Go so ahead. I actually so obviously as soon as he turns that corner, and he starts going up the sideline. I mean, there's no question. I mean, it's over. Like he's unless he just trips and falls on his face. And at the point that I had already like I had grasped my entire like I was sitting kind of in the middle of my family, and I just remember us like I grabbed them all and just pulled them into this this chancy cocoon <laughs> that we that we made and and we just I mean it was immediate tears like it was just yeah. without it because it was and, and people just joke about it and all this kind of stuff and, and like oh that's ridiculous like why would you why would you do that but um I had already ripped my pants in half by this point. Like <laughs> that, <laughs> like my pants were ripped wide open. Uh, and everybody, you're the king of destroying these <laughs> items that you're wearing on game days. Yeah, I completely. But it was just, it was a special, it was a special moment. Um, oh, yeah. Because you just all the the years of getting pulled at Georgia Florida games at halftime and in the third quarter because you're getting your your tail whooped so bad or or being in a rainy Jacksonville stadium against Nebraska and losing a, losing a bowl game, losing a Gator bowl to them, um, doing, having those hail Marys that you're on the bad end of. Um, it was just, it was like all of that was made. Okay. Because of what those two guys did during that game and, uh, that season that we had. And obviously there's a bunch of other pieces to that, but kind of like we talked about, that like what you said, that game just kind of represented their entire career, and I think the foundation that they laid for us moving forward as a program, um, because it's going to be pretty special. Yeah, man, 
Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, basically that Oklahoma game, although it was not the national championship, it was like, you know, we it, we avenged a lot of those like previous years where we had just come up so short. Um, even even dating back to 2008, which we referenced in the in the beginning of the show, you know, we're these are these are some demons that we've exercised, you know, over this past year. And we're ready to go forward from this point. I mean, I, I think that, you know, if we can kind of just lean on that running game, let's hope Jake Fromm, you know, continues to be the man that he is and just, like, lead this team. We've got we've got a good group of leaders, but I don't think we will ever be able to repl- truly replace Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb. Um, those two guys, I mean, they epitomize what we needed and what we wanted and in and, and terms of, you know, guys that are going to come in and, and put in the time and the effort and also just be be a guy that you're going to want to be around and say, hey, he's going to make me better. So I, I, I'm with you, man. That that last that last play, I was not there. I will forever regret it. But that last play was a magical thing. I was at the lake house with, you know, all of our closest friends. Shout out to Caleb Williams. Shout out Tyler Sanye. Shout out uh, Chris Katz, I think he was there I'm, I'm not sure I was there I'm sorry uh, if you're listening to this which you might you probably aren't uh, you know you probably got tired and fell asleep by halfway through this thing but um, no it was a magical thing my parents were there and you know to talk to my dad you know us being able to immediately be like let's plan this thing out we're going to the national championship right after that that was surreal to me and that's a moment that, although I was not in the stadium in the Rose Bowl, you know, talking to my dad and just thinking, you know, the last time that he, you know, had been in this situation was in the 80s. And now we're sitting here saying, hey, we're about to go to a national championship in our backyard. It was really special. So, um, man, I'm I'm all about Nick Chubb, Sonny Chubb. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think we have uh, gushed. Gus long enough on uh, on our boys and uh, we're like you mentioned a little earlier we're excited to see what they're going to do in the future in the uh, National Football League uh, getting the big bucks playing the playing the big games um, but uh, I, I think we had a chance to kind of show everybody that we're we're a little passionate about this stuff we're a little excited yeah. it's <laughs> and, a little bit too long <laughs> I, I, I pray you listen to the whole, whole thing though because you know we're really insightful <laughs> and we're just fans so and, uh, I, yeah. I think we're gonna. I think you can kind of uh, fr- from now on. Uh, I guess we can't really. We said this was gonna be short, but uh, ob- obviously not. Uh, but uh, like I said, we wanted to kind of give you an idea of, of what this would look like, and like I said, get into some more analysis once we have some more stuff to analyze. But I want to have a season preview and hopefully talk about a little bit more about some recruiting and maybe dive into some of the media day stuff um, a little more in depth. But um, Anything else you want to say to the people before we sign off on this beautiful evening? Hey, uh, go dogs. That's all I got to say. Dogs on top. See you boys next time. Thank you all so much for listening to Calling the Dogs with Chansey and Chi. Please bear with us as we try to figure this whole thing out. We're having a great time, and we hope you are too. Uh, be sure to check us out on all of the social medias. Uh, we're on Instagram at Calling the Dogs Pod, Facebook at Calling the Dogs Podcast, and we're on YouTube. So be sure to check us out there. Until next time, go dogs.